0: Sarah Foster's debut novel is Come Back to Me. Originally from England, she settled in Perth with her husband in 2004. She started her career in book publishing and has been working as a freelance editor for the last decade and has always had an interest in writing and wrote poems and short stories from a young age. In 2002, she was heavily involved with a charity children's book series to raise money for War Child. She also contributes regularly to HolidayGoddess.com, a website devoted to female-friendly travel. So thanks for joining us today, Sarah. No problem. Now tell us about Come Back to Me. What is your book about?
1: Okay, well, um, the story begins with a meeting of two old flames in a restaurant, and then it follows the repercussions of the four people that are present that night as an old tragedy comes full circle and also some long-held secrets come to light. I first got the idea... um, when I saw an article in the West Australian newspaper, which was a very small article, but about a pretty big tragedy for the person involved. And I began thinking about the repercussions for her and for those around her. And so on the one hand, I was thinking about that. And then on the other hand, I was looking to tackle some quite um, timeless things, really, like love and relationships, identity, mm. how people confront or hide from their demons. And so I've try to explore that as well um, and to look at love triangles without um, the reader being able to pick a side because mm. I would like to represent a bit more real life in that. Mm.
0: So tell us a bit of the timeline with that. When did you first read the article and how long a gestation period before you put pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard or whatever and how, then how long did that take?
1: Yeah, um, I first wrote the article in 2003 when I was traveling with my husband, and we were going up the west coast of Australia, so I'd seen it in the West Australian then. It really germinated in my mind for a while, and I began putting it together with the other elements that I wanted to write about very slowly, and then wrote it over the course of a number of years, but really probably six months core work on it, but over a number of years that would have been thought processes going on about it all the time. Mm.
0: So, and Prior to that, your career has been in the book publishing industry, but not as an author, more so as a book editor. Can you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Well, I went traveling when I finished my university degree, which was in English language and literature. And during that time, I really decided that I wanted to try and pursue a career in publishing. So when I got back, I looked at the London temping agencies that had placements in publishing houses and found a place in HarperCollins doing book stock control to start with. But from that, I managed to um, respond to an ad that they did in-house for an assistant to the fiction director and really then started working in the editorial department and learning from everyone there, which I did for two years and then went freelance.
0: And... Working as a book editor is very different to working as a writer. I mean, what you're doing from day to day is very different. But also, having been around so many books and read so many authors, obviously, in your career, was it very daunting to tackle your own book?
1: Yes and no. It was half daunting and half inspiring. I think it meant that I couldn't really turn away from it because I was surrounded by it all the time. Mm -hmm. So... I knew I had this dream to be a writer myself and it meant that I had always was confronted with people who were doing that and reminded that that's what I wanted to do. So, yeah, a bit of both really. Mm.
0: So which one do you prefer, the editing or the writing?
1: (laughs) Well, I do love editing, but writing is my absolute passion. So, yeah, if I could choose which I did every day, it would be writing.
0: So you're still doing book editing?
1: I am, yes. I'm doing bits and pieces, although well, I've just had a baby, so I've had a bit of a break. But mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing bits and pieces of editing as well because I enjoy keeping that going.
0: So describe to us when you're writing a book, when you were writing a book, your typical writing day. Did you have some kind of, you know, daily ritual you needed to start off with to get <laughs> into the zone or how did that work?
1: I wish really that I was that organised about it. I'm a little bit more... Um, chaotic about it than that sometimes I have realized that I do thrive when I write in the morning so really when I started being disciplined and dedicated to it I would write first thing before I did anything else any work or um, did anything else around the house just to make sure that I was doing it every day because I think that's part of the challenge when you are trying to write particularly when you can't write for a living and so you're trying to fit it around everything else that mm. it quickly becomes um, down your list of priorities if you're not careful. So I found that the best thing to do was to get straight into it in the morning, which probably isn't my natural most creative time, but then I would be thinking about it right from the start so I'd come back to it later on and and carry on working at it through the day when I had the chance then. So that really helped me. Mm.
0: And many creative writers think that you should just get the words out there, you know, get get it all out there and then go back and edit much later But as an editor, did you feel compelled to edit yourself as you went along? How did that work?
1: Yeah, I kind of do half and half, really. I definitely think that if you get too caught up with the editing process, it holds you back um, while you're writing. So I do think there's something to be said with just getting it down and then going back and editing. So I think as a writer, I would do the same thing. I would try and get the bulk of it down. But On the other hand, if I feel that my writing starts to go off on a tangent and it's getting a bit unwieldy, well, then I will go back and try and edit and tighten what I've got in order to put myself back on track, really. Mm.
0: What are the specific skills you think a writer needs to edit their own work well?
1: Okay, I think that they need to be able to take a step back and just look at their writing from the reader's perspective. And so they need to be able to think about who they're writing for Because if you're writing for yourself, it doesn't really matter. But if you're trying to write for a market, well, then you need to think about who that is and be able to distance yourself from your own work, look at it from your reader's perspective and then um, polish it accordingly. Mm. Um, Also be able to, if you are showing it around, be able to listen to other people's comments. I think it's quite hard to do when you're passionate about something that you've written, Mm. but... To really analyze what other people are telling you about your work um, is a a really key skill to hone, I would say. And to be able to polish your work and go over and over it and and look at how other writers have done things that you like and and analyze that and then put that into your own work. And as much analysis you can put into it will make your work ultimately more polished, which will be obvious when you come to try and sell it.
0: Mm. And so budding writers out out there what would you suggest to them for them to hone their skills to get to a stage where that where they have a publishable book
1: um i think that it's difficult because you have limited access to facilities as a budding writer so you don't have um unless you want to pay a lot of money for an experienced editor to look at your work you do have to do quite a lot of this yourself so i think that a good place to start would actually be to look at the genre that you're trying to write in and to look at how other people work. I still do that now. I um, recently went into a classic text, um, Daphne Maurier's Rebecca, and tried to analyse how she put certain things together and to create her mystery and her suspense, just to see what I could learn from it. I think that's a great place to start and also quite interesting to see what you can find out about the technical side of the writing because you often don't really look at that when you're reading and enjoying a book so Mm. that's a great thing to do I think also to access what you can find on the internet and what you can find through your local writer centers and groups is great because they often have advice or people who are prepared to share their work and you can share your work and give you constructive criticism and Mm. they essentially they're your readers so they are a valuable criticism that you can learn from Mm. I think that's a great place to start
0: So with your book, Come Back to Me, you started off with that seed of an idea with the magazine article. Did you then plot out and structure the whole thing or or did you just sort of let yourself go and see where it took you? And what would your advice be to other people? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, I really – I think that you've got to find your own way of working because I've heard other writers talk and everyone seems to be slightly different Some really plot and plan and others completely go for it. And I'm different as well in the fact that I prefer to write first and so let my ideas really take off and just get really into the characters and not do too much planning. And then I actually tend to do it backwards. So then I'll look at what I have written and try and look at where I'm heading and and what I like and what I don't like. And I will up a bit of a plan and then I'll try and analyse a bit in terms of what themes I've got in the story, which ones do I want to make stronger, which do I think I've got too much of, that kind of thing. So I tend to do it a little bit retrospectively, Mm. which I haven't heard people say that much, so I don't know whether I'm doing it differently or whether I just haven't heard comments Mm. like that. But I think it's really important to let your imagination go Mm. um, and not be too held back by that. I think when you're writing, you just should write for yourself and let that, completely loose and then once you've done that that's the time to start analyzing
0: your book deals with quite a number of you know painful issues um when you're writing about that sort of thing or when you're writing about a tragedy do you find yourself taking on a lot of that emotion and that feeling
1: yeah i do actually i find it quite difficult i I think I tend to avoid my big scenes, even though I know I've got to write them until I really give myself a kick and say, come on, you know, you've got to sit down and do this. And um, yeah, and then I do find it quite emotional and, and reading it back, I still find it quite emotional because mm. you do have to take yourself to that place to try and write about it. And that's not nice when it's a dark place. So
0: mm. It's quite scary.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: How do you convince yourself to go
1: there? Really, because if you're going to tell a story, you need to, you do need to go there. You need to live and breathe your characters, and the if you want to talk about tragedy, you have to go there. Really, yeah, it isn't pleasant, but um, that's really all I think about it. You've got to be convincing, so you have to do it.
0: Do you have a technique to switch yourself out of there, or to uplift yourself out of there?
1: Um, just doing something different, really. I think just switching off and getting on with day-to-day life can lift you out there. I think it is easy to get quite brooding. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm one of these people that tends to ruminate a lot on things anyway. And so, you know, I've come up with various methods to try and tackle that of switching off and just getting out and doing something different or, um, reading something can be good. Actually, just getting back into the book that you're reading, that Mm. can be good and trying to read something light when you're doing something dark and mix it up a bit so that you haven't got too much of the same thing going on at the same time mm. so i find that really helpful
0: so what are you working on now what's next for you
1: well i'm currently working on my second novel mm-hmm. which is about a young woman who's living in isolation in on the north yorkshire moors in england after her husband mysteriously disappears so she's been left there with a small child and she's trying to find out what's happened to him and the village is a little bit creepy and she doesn't, she feels very much an outsider um, trying to figure out what's going on. So again, I'm traveling to a few <laughs> of the darker places. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> but, um, also, I'm trying to have a bit of, she's got a couple of friends that come and hopefully lighten things up for her a bit. <laughs> so it's not completely like that, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. And then, once that finishes, I'll go back to my notes, which I have lots of scribble notes of different ideas, and try and figure out if any of them are any good, and hopefully carry on. Uh,
0: um, and hopefully on a lighter note, I understand you also enjoy travelling, and you contribute. You, you you write some. Do you write some travel articles?
1: I do. Yes, I do. Uh, I um, started writing travel articles for a female-focused travel website, which is um, www.holidaygoddess.com, um, and. So I'm really enjoying that. It's it's really nice for me to be able to write about some of the trips I've taken.
0: And do you balance that? Do you do, you do that a lot? Or how much of your um, day-to-day work is your book, your actual writing? How much of it is, you know, the other stuff that you do?
1: Well, it's not very typical at the moment because I've, um, I'm still um, on semi-maternity leave. So um, I'm really normally I would be writing for, say, two or three hours a day and then um editing for most of the rest of the day and then maybe an hour or so on this travel writing and different things different bits and pieces so I'm really kind of switching it about a bit but at the moment the editing component isn't in there because of my maternity leave so which is nice I'm getting a lot more time to write so I'm enjoying that and then I'm just taking it a bit at a time.
0: What's your What's been the main highlight or the most rewarding thing about your writing journey so far?
1: I think the highlights have been firstly getting the book finished, yes, <laughs> which is a personal highlight for me because it has been so long in the planning that it was just fantastic to get it finished. And then to have other people read it and um, enjoy it and to feel like oh, I've told the story I wanted to tell and other people are receiving and understanding and appreciating that story um, is extremely rewarding. I'm only just starting to to experience that now because the book's only just come out. But mm. um, yeah, and the publishing contract obviously was a massive validation. Mm. So that was incredible. Um, and so that was the very start of people actually seeing my writing and that was the first thing I'd really shared with many people. So that was extremely rewarding and to know that I could actually finish it and get other people enjoying it was amazing.
0: Did you ever think because you were in the industry, you already had a foot in the door?
1: Yes, I did (laughs) because I got the insider's perspective on quite a few of these things and um, knew how to approach people. Um, I'd, I'd had... Unsolicited um, solicited authors, um, I'd been their point of contact when I worked at HarperCollins, so I kind of knew the ways that you should and shouldn't do certain things. Mm. So very much it was, yeah, a real foot in the door for me.
0: And what's been the most challenging thing about your writing journey so far?
1: Finding the time to write was a challenge for a long time, so mm. that was a real challenge. I don't really feel that challenge for ideas, more just pursuing them and and making that time um yeah a lot of a lot of it i have found very rewarding actually i just um would say as well that conveying the idea that you've got to the page is a a massive challenge in itself It Mm. and it's very interesting when people start to read it and do have certain comments and you realize that you have gone wrong in a certain in certain respects and and what you're trying to convey isn't there yet so it is a challenge to get that story across in the way that you plan on telling it. Mm.
0: And where do you draw ideas from in terms of your characters?
1: Here there and everywhere, really. I It varies from... I obviously... Do my I, I've um, recently written something on this, actually, that I, I don't base my characters on people I know. <laughs> <laughs> my friends and family will be very, very sure to hear about. But obviously yeah. there are facets of things that people say and do that I draw. And then, um, and then, yeah, just I'm fascinated by the different people that I do meet. And I often, I'm very much a people watcher and I often try trying to think about what's really going on inside people when they're saying and doing certain things. And uh, and the same with the media, the p- things that you see on there or films and books that I enjoy all get me thinking about certain character traits. So really, I just combine things that I, that I find interest me into... Mm characters that i think are compelling that i want to
0: write about. And finally, i mean you're still at the, you're you at the start of your journey as an author. You've had this um you know, great career as a book editor already, so you've got that fantastic background, but this is your first novel and you're working on your second. Fast forward for me 10 years and paint me a picture of what your life looks like then and how many books you've written and
1: what <laughs> genres they've been in. Um Yeah, I really hope that I have carried on writing a lot of books. In 10 years' time, I'd love to have a little bit of a a corner of the shelf. (laughs) So that would be great. And I hope that I can write about some... um, I'd love to continue the fiction because fiction is a huge passion of mine. But, um, yeah, I'd love to write some sort of non-fiction-researched social commentary kind of interest issues as well i'm quite fascinated with um yeah just certain ways that things are handled in the media and yeah i'm sort of interested in um kind of mind body spirit sort of stuff so yeah i'd be interested in mixing it up a little in the future as well and going down a few different roads just to keep different angles going keep yeah keep different things wonderful
0: Um, lots of maybe a portfolio career as a writer you know book editor here fiction writer here non-fiction social commentator here travel that would be fantastic yeah it's (laughs)
1: nice to still have lots of dreams and to yeah just look forward to trying out different things and seeing how they go so I'm really looking forward to that
0: wonderful and on that note thank you very much for your time today Sarah thank you ValerieKoo.com. That's ValerieKoo. K H O O dot com. Thank you for listening.